when your business is just online, you have to look as professional, as put together as possible, because that's what's going to sell your product or service. It's not like walking into a shop in your local you know, community and checking out the products and picking them up and all of that. I mean, your only way to really see into that brand or that product or service is through the website. So I just feel like it really needs to be polished and cohesive. And it's like putting your best foot forward when meeting someone, you know, you want to look put together. That's how your website should be as well. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to the show. I cannot believe it is September already. Maybe your kids are back to school in some capacity, online, in person, a hybrid. It's unusual times as we all know. And I'm just hoping you and all those you love are doing well. Now we are talking about something on the show that we actually have not covered before for all of you entrepreneurs out there. We're talking about how to optimize your website for aesthetics, functionality, and brand positioning. Joining us to have this conversation is Heather Jones, who happens to be my web designer, and I absolutely love my website, which Heather helped me create over two years ago. And since 2008, Heather's helped hundreds of female entrepreneurs elevate their brands and grow their businesses through custom heartfelt website design. She's worked with major influencers, successful female CEOs, and even actors. Some of the women she's helped include Shailene Johnson, Katie Cassidy, Rachel LaFleur, and the founder of Uncommon James, Kristen Cavallari. With a Bachelor of Arts in Computer Animation, Heather has years of experience working with the industry. So I'm so thrilled to have her expertise on the show. I believe websites are so important as they are somebody's first experience with you, your services, or your products. So I'm thrilled to welcome Heather to the show. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited. I love my website and I feel really fortunate to have found you. I have done in my marketing days so many website designs and putting your trust in somebody else and having them be able to really articulate your vision is not always easy. And I have to say, you hit it out of the park. Every time I go to my website, I love it. And other guests who have come on have commented on my website, which always makes me feel good. Yeah. So I just want to pass that along to you. So thank you so much. You are so great to work with. Thank you. So I think people are always curious about how somebody gets started. Um, I see that you do have your bachelor's of arts in fine art, but what got you into the world of web design? Well, let's see. So pretty much growing up, I had this thought that I was going to be an architect. That was what I wanted to do. I thought it was fascinating. 
Um, I watched the Brady Bunch every day after school. And I remember thinking that the dad on the Brady Bunch was just phenomenal because he was this big architect and he was always carrying around drawings and it was so cool. Well, things changed, of course, when I got my first computer. And that was probably around, I would say, like 15 or 16 years old. Um, We got our first computer. It was kind of like our family computer. We shared it. It was mostly just me and my brother fighting over it. Um, But that was kind of when I fell in love with the online world and websites and animation. And I just thought it was phenomenal. Um, So I started college. I'm not even going to tell you what year because (laughs) that was a while ago. I think we must be around the same age because you're mentioning the Brady Bunch and watching it every day. So I'm thinking we're about the same generation. Yeah. So, um, So when I started college, there was like no such thing as a web design curriculum. Mm -hmm. No one had heard of it. There was nothing like you couldn't even do online courses at that time. So it was kind of difficult because I kind of bounced around, you know, in the arts. Um, I tried graphic design. I even tried like IT or like, you know, computer technology because I just wanted to learn how to build websites. Um, And eventually I ended up transferring colleges and getting my BFA in computer animation. Um, But the great thing about it was that I was trained in all of the fine arts. So um, I did photography, I did ceramics, I did painting, sculpture, drawing. I mean, any fine art you can think of, I, you know, I got that training and it was great. Mm. So, you know, I got out of college with the degree and it was just kind of like, what do I do from here? You know, there was really nothing in my area that was web design related. Um, and, and all the while, I was just kind of building websites on my own spare time, learning how to do it, tinkering with code. Um, I was really into music and going to concerts. So I would kind of build these like fan websites for the bands that I like, <sighs> just to have something to tinker with and do. And I actually met a lot of interesting people through those websites. Um, And I'm still really good friends with one of those girls today. It's crazy, but Mm. off track. Um, (laughs) So after all of that, I graduated and I heard that they were opening up a video game company in my area. Mm. So I had that computer animation degree and I love video games. That's actually how my husband and I met was online playing video games. Oh my goodness. You you met that way? That's so cute. Yes. We did. Your passion not only led to your career, but your life partner. (laughs) It did. It did. And now all of our children are gamers. It's it's just crazy. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, so I kind of like got a lucky break because I heard about this company that was just starting out and, you know, I called them up and they brought me in for an interview and they hired me that day. Like it was totally unexpected and amazing. And I was actually able to recruit um, another friend from college to come because it was a startup. So, of course, they were looking for people. At, <laughs> excuse me. And, um, you know, he was somebody that I knew could do the work. So I worked there for a couple of years. Um, I was the only female on the team. So mm-hmm. it was really weird. Um But yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I got to, you know, I didn't do any web design, but we built video games. And that's just something really cool that 
I don't think a lot of other web designers have mm-hmm. under their belt. I mean, it is a completely different industry, but a lot of the same things still apply. I mean, you're still learning about, you know, design and aesthetics and composition and all of those things. So then I found out I was pregnant with our first son and mm. I was like, I just, I really want to try to work from home and, you know, watch him grow up and, and do the whole mom thing. So um, it was on, you know, during that pregnancy that I started up Viva La Violet. Wait a sec. So that's so cool. That's when you decided to launch. You wanted to that, be at home. Yes. You just, you reprioritize. I think a lot of women can relate to that where they worked in corporate, they worked in nonprofit, they had, they were a teacher, whatever, they had some sort of career and they decided to be at home. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. And it's funny because I started, so I was like, what can I, you know, what kind of business can I start with my, you know, experience with what I can do? And at that time it was like, I can't just start a web design business. Um, I didn't have any clients. I didn't have a portfolio. Mm. I mean, I really just had, you know, like websites I played around with, but it wasn't really anything professional that I would want to show people. Mm-hmm. So I used my graphic design background and I started up a little Etsy shop um, doing handmade invitations. Wow. And that was kind of like my entry into this whole like <laughs> business world. Um, I've, you know, I had no marketing experience. I had no clue how to run a business. So it was all pretty new. And I just kind of had my fingers crossed that it was going to work out. Uh, and it did. It it ended up doing really well. I mean, I was working from morning till night, just trying to get, you know, anybody I could to see my work and um, work with me and just build up my little Etsy shop. And once that really got going with the invitation business, then I was like, okay, it's time to start, you know, figuring out how am I going to bring web design into this? Um, and so I started like pitching to people on Etsy. There used to be like this little area in Etsy mm-hmm. where you could go and say, hey, you know, I need this. Can someone help me with that? And so I would just like go through those every day and look for anyone that needed any kind of website or blog design. And I was pitching to these people like, oh, I'll design your whole website for a hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> wow, you're kidding <laughs> me. Crazy, oh my goodness. They, some yes. people got a good deal back then. Oh Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I was still learning WordPress. I was still kind of mm. figuring things out. So it was great for them, but it was amazing for me because it allowed me to start building up that portfolio and then eventually phase out that invitation business. So that's kind of how I, I started it all. It, it didn't really originate in web design, but um, it did take me probably about two years to phase out the invitations completely um, because at the end, I mean, it was, I had three printers going, I had three or four people helping me with it. Wow. Like, it was a big production at the end. And, and in a way, you know, it was sad to let it go, but I knew that I just didn't have time to really focus on both. And my passion was really in web design. So 
This is a great kind of how it happened. I love it, Heather. (laughs) And because you've been true to what you want to do, and you've also been very successful. I mean, you are a six figure female entrepreneur. It seems to me that you're very intuitive around the way you do business and you really figure out how to scale and grow, but you're also so service oriented. So it's very cool to see how you've you were successful with the invitation business and then obviously with the web design. And I know now you're transitioning into templates. So I'd love to tap into two areas of your expertise because there are so many other female entrepreneurs listening who are trying to build either service-based or product-based businesses online. And so I'm wondering, um, we're going to get into the website design, but I'm just wondering, you know, did you have a coach? Like what was it that you were doing that helped you figure it out? Was it just exper- experimentation? Were you reading? Like, how did you figure out how to grow and scale your company on your own without any background in this? Yeah. So the business part has definitely been a struggle, but I think like I have like this eagerness to just always learn something new. Like, if I want something, I'm going to just figure out how to either teach myself or, you know, go find the resources that can teach me. So as far as like, you know, marketing my business and all that, I mean, that was all just kind of play around and see what works. Um, I didn't really have any background in that. I, I took a few courses. Like I remember like when I first started out blogging was like everything. Blogging was super popular. It was all everyone talked about. And, you know, I wanted to learn, well, if I blog, how would this affect my business and my website traffic? So I took a few courses on blogging and I started introducing that, which I had never really done that before. You know, I was so concentrating on the portfolio aspect of my business that I wasn't really putting anything out there for people other than design services. Mm. So I kind of started learning to blog and just how to make content and get it out there. Um, Another thing that's really helped me was a Pinterest course that I took um, because it really just showed me that Pinterest is a search engine. You know, it's not just a social media platform and getting my stuff there has really helped propel my business. Um, yeah, like it, it was amazing. And and some of the courses, you know, you're gambling on them because you're like, am I going to do this? Am I going to finish it? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just don't. Sometimes it gets backburnered and you never do it. Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely say that having access now to all of these online courses and amazing teaching platforms is like worlds away from where I started because mm-hmm. this stuff just wasn't available back then. So I feel like if there's something you're interested in, there's probably a course you can take on it right now. Mm-hmm. You're so and, and those things, yeah, those things are just so helpful, especially when you're just starting out. So true. Now, we know that a website is basically if somebody's heard of you, but they don't know anything about you and they go check out your website, that's their first introduction to you and your product or your service that you're putting out in the world. So why do you think, uh, I have my opinions on this, but I'd love your input on the importance of having a well-designed website. Why is that so important? So it's super important because everything is online now. And 
so competitive. Like if you're shopping for earrings and you just Google that, any website you go to, I mean, there's thousands of, you know, earring makers, sellers, everything. And it's like, when your business is just online, you have to look as professional, as put together as possible, because that's what's going to sell your product or service. It's not like walking into a shop in your local you know, community and checking out the products and picking them up and all of that. I mean, your only way to really see into that brand or that product or service is through the website. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it really needs to be polished and cohesive. And it's like putting your best foot forward when meeting someone, you know, you want to look put together. That's how your website should be as well. Okay, so let's get strategic then. So what are the key elements that need to be in place for, let's say somebody's in the process of either revamping their site or creating a new one? So the biggest thing I think is branding. And when I say that, I know that a lot of like people just starting out are like, what is that? I don't have that. I don't have thousands of dollars to spend on that, but really it just means that everything looks put together and cohesive. And I know I say that word all the time, cohesive, cohesive, but it's true. Um, You know, if you have a color palette and you have a limited font and you have images that really spotlight, you know, what you're doing, what your passion is, all of those things are like pieces to this big puzzle of branding. And, you know, that's kind of when you see what works and what doesn't, you know, you can go to a website and just know immediately, oh, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. They're using a free website builder, possibly a free template. They have 50 different fonts and 30 different colors. Like that's, that's the difference right Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like if you're redoing your living room, You know, and you have too many different focal points. Nobody knows your eyes can't rest and you can never be comfortable in that room. You have to narrow down those color choices and have it feel like you. You want it to be a nice experience. So when people see it, you're conveying messaging around what you represent. So do you ask? Right. I'm trying to think. You don't want that message. Sorry. And you don't want that message to scream, do it yourself, because it's like, you want it to be, you know, elevated and professional and, and show your authority and just that you know what you're doing. Um, if the website looks dated or it just looks really thrown together, you know, the visitors aren't going to stick around. They're going to leave because mm-hmm. there's so many beautiful websites out there with, you know, a great user experience. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to stay on a website that's just really lackluster and not amazing. Mm -hmm. So how many colors do you say no more than or ideally have this many colors? So colors are tricky because I usually like in show it, the color palette is eight colors and, and people see that and they're like, oh my gosh, but I only have three, but it's really, you know, you pick a few brand colors and you can use different like shades of those colors. Um, And then you can also have like strong colors that you use a lot. And then some colors that are just, you know, you use here and there to just kind of inject a little bit more personality. So I typically like to choose about four to six colors whenever I'm creating a color palette. And I just, you know, 
just stick to those colors. Like don't start adding new ones. Don't throw in a lime green here. Like that's, what's going to just make your brand feel really strong and put together is just limiting it and making it the same across all your platforms, your website, your social media, your email signature, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned show it, which is a, what a, platform hosting site like a WordPress so it's or a website yeah it's a website builder actually and it's okay. it's very user friendly it's a drag and drop builder and inside of show it um, there's a design setting area and that's where you can you know put the colors in for your color palette okay. so that way anytime you add like a new heading or a new object it'll, you know, show up in your brand colors. So you don't have to go every time and change the color. So it's just kind of convenient. (laughs) I just want to clarify for people who haven't heard it, because I know that when we were working together, I think originally we started on WordPress and you were transitioning over and um, it's an easy to use platform. And I remember going, oh no, but I wanted WordPress. And you're like, your podcast will be on WordPress, your blog will be on WordPress and the rest will be on show it. And it all worked out. But I had not heard of it before. Yes. So I just wanted to know so that. Show it. Yeah. Yeah. People get confused when they hear show it because they think, okay, it's just show it. I can't use WordPress anymore. But it actually harnesses the power of that amazing WordPress blog that everyone loves. I mean, it is WordPress is the best blogging platform out there. I mean, you can't really argue with that. But the thing that show it does is it takes away all the like, technical aspects of it to where you know you're having to make changes with widgets and plugins and html code and it just takes all that away mm-hmm. so that way when you want to update your about page you can just log in to show it and type it in you know resize the photo is just drag and drop instead of all this coding inside of wordpress so right. it does actually run on wordpress a lot of people don't know that show it is just a wordpress plugin Ah, um, okay. Well, that's helpful. Because yeah. I think I was using yeah. Squarespace when I first designed my first website on my own. But um, right. definitely, yeah. And, you know, it was a fun experience to some degree, but it was a huge time sink. <laughs> so it is. And, it definitely and it wasn't. <laughs> and it wasn't the face I wanted to put out there. I mean, I think I did okay, but it's definitely not, you know, professionally looking it was not a professionally designed website, did not have that look to it. So that's, so I do think it's important. So let's talk about navigation, because this is one thing that I always was big on for every website that I designed when I was in corporate. And then for myself, navigation cannot be confusing. Can you talk about this? So navigation is super important because, you know, when a visitor pops on your website, you're basically like, leading them on a journey. And if you have a hundred different options in your navigation, they really, you know, where are they going to go? So the first thing to think about is what is the main goal of your website? If it is to book services or, you know, sell products, you need to have those things obviously very clear in your menu, a shop button, a services button, whatever it is. But when you start having like all these drop downs with like, you know, and you and I discussed this when we were building your website, um, because I'll have clients come to me and they'll be like, okay, I want an about tab, but I want like five different pages listed under that. And it just gets so clicky. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's not really a word, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, 
you know, your visitors are all over the place at that point. They're mm-hmm. clicking back and forth. They have to go to this page to find that out, this one to find that out. And it just becomes like a rat race. And, and what they do is they just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of, I, I went to a workshop a couple of years ago and, you know, this was a huge topic. And I remember like them saying, like, narrow it down as much as you can and try it. And at the time I was like, oh, that's crazy. You know, I've got drop down menus for this. I've got subcategories for that. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I launched my new website and it was so much better, not just mm-hmm. for the people visiting, but as far as maintaining the website, you know, I didn't have 50 pages I had to go and change mm-hmm. anymore. I just had six or seven and maybe like on that about page, instead of having a bunch of different sub pages, I just had sections on that page. So they could get all that information with one click versus, you know, 10. (laughs) Well, it's true. And people's attention spans are so short now. So if you don't capture them or it becomes overwhelming, you're right. They jump and they're like, okay, I'm good. This is not for me. Um, Let's talk about text, you know, the copy and the imagery. Um, what, What do we need to think about when we're when we're writing the copy for the, for these pages and for the pictures, so, how, do we fi- how do we figure that out? That's a big, big issue when you're just starting out. And even when you're just relaunching, because, you know, getting amazing photos and amazing copy is not easy. It's mm-hmm. not even easy for me. And I've been doing this for like 12 years now. Mm-hmm. So I've come up with some things along the way to definitely help you out. And one of them that I always recommend is to do a brand photo shoot. And what I mean by that, if you've never heard that term, is you hire a photographer um, and you do a photo shoot with your brand in mind. So, you know, you've already got those brand colors picked out. So you want to kind of do a photo shoot and think about how these colors can integrate into the photo shoot and then into the website. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend that, but I know, you know, that's not possible for everyone just starting out, or maybe you just are terrified of doing a brand photo shoot. It took me a while to like get on board with this, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like once you have those photos, like it really makes a difference. I mean, you can definitely purchase stock photography, but having images that are on brand and like unique to your business and even like Maybe they show you, you know, like you're in the groove, you're doing your thing, like whatever your business is, like showing you do that and work behind the scenes. You can't get that from a stock Mm -hmm. website. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can get girls typing on computers or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like really getting into your business and what, who you serve and what your purpose is, trying to capture that in the photo shoot is just a phenomenal thing. And what about um, for product-based businesses? Anything in particular they need to have versus a service-based business? So product-based businesses are really going to have to heavily rely on the photos to sell the product. Mm -hmm. Service-based businesses, you know, you can rely a lot on the text Mm -hmm. and maybe even your portfolio or other work you've done. But for selling products, you really need to have great, amazing photos of those products. Um, You know, that was kind of one of my struggles when I had the invitation shop because 
all of my sales relied on those product photos. So it definitely needs to be, you know, professional. And if you can afford to hire a photographer for the product photos, I definitely, definitely recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, okay, let's say somebody is just starting. They want to launch a website or they're going to rebrand their existing. They're like, okay, it's not looking as streamlined or as professional. Um, what do they need to consider? What, where do they start? Um, I definitely think researching different website platforms is like the best thing that you can do when you're starting a website, you're thinking of making a website, maybe you're relaunching your website. I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, you can hire a designer to do all of these things for you, but do you really want to have to go back to them every time you want to make a change to your website? Mm -hmm. And most people are going to say no. I mean, it it becomes very expensive Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, you just want to be able to do that, which is why I always say, do the research on the platform first. That way, You can see what the platforms do. You could kind of, a lot of them have free trials. So Mm -hmm. you can set up accounts and really get in the back end of it Mm -hmm. and see, you know, how does this feel? Does it feel really hard to make updates? Am I comfortable with the dashboard? Like, Mm -hmm. how does it all work? And I think that's really important. And a lot of people don't do that because they'll just hear, oh, you know, my friend has a Squarespace website and it's Mm -hmm. doing great. Let me start one there. And maybe that's not the best platform for your business. Um, When you're doing more of a product-based business with e-commerce, I think that should be the first thing that you consider. Like Shopify is a great website platform for, you know, online stores that have a lot of products. But if you're just a service-based and you're not going to be selling like hundreds of products, you do have different options for the platforms and I definitely recommending researching and giving some of those a try. Yeah, no, that's good advice. And when I had built mine out, that's what I did. And I forget the other ones I tried. I did end up on Squarespace and I had, I did have a positive experience on there, but for me without having an existing template or somebody like you to help me, like I said, I think I did a pretty good job, but it, it wasn't a hundred percent where I wanted it to be when I was ready to relaunch. So I think that's great advice. Um, Colors. What are we thinking about? Like you, I know you like to do mood boards or branding boards. How how does somebody (laughs) approach this? What do they do? They, do they go on, on to Pinterest and what do you advise? So for my clients that I work one-on-one with, I usually send over a questionnaire like we did with you. And a lot of times clients will already say, like, you know, I really like these colors. I want to incorporate them into the design. So that's easy because I already have, you know, an idea and I could just kind of build the color palette from there. But if you just don't know, you're really just starting out or you want to rebrand with all new colors, you don't have anything set in stone, I always recommend like focusing on what kind of content is going to be on your website because you really don't want the content to clash with the design. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, if you're a photographer who shoots in a really like bold, adventurous kind of moody style, you're not going to go with a pastel color palette. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you really want those things to align 
So that way, when it's all put together, it just looks, you know, perfect. Like it was meant to be that way. And I feel like a lot of people don't consider the content when they're building a brand. And I think that's really important because, yeah, you know, you might have a color palette that you love, but when you actually start entering in and adding in your photos and your product photos and things like that, sometimes it just really doesn't work together. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there's one thing that you say is non-negotiable. What is one thing that every website must have? (laughs) An email list, sign up (laughs) form, (laughs) an email capture form. Talk about why this is important. Um, Gosh, I wish someone would have like banged my head and told me this when I started out because I didn't do this starting out. And it wasn't as big of a thing back then anyway. So, you know, I'll give myself a little pass for that. But Mm -hmm. really, it is super important because you need to start building your community from day one. And you can do that on social media, but you really like it's not going to be a long-term thing. Like we, you know, now we're fighting with all these algorithms and all these other things to just get seen. Or as you know, you build an email list, you're, you're sending whatever you need to directly to those people, directly to their inbox. And they basically already raised their hand and said, Hey, I love your stuff. I want to be on your list. So they're already, you know, standing up for your brand and and they're interested in what you offer. And that way, when you're sending them stuff, it's like, it's not just to add their scrolling past on Facebook, you know, it's something they're actually interested in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people just don't really think about that when they start out. They're just like, let's get a website out there. Let's open up all these social media um, pages and whatever. But building an email list has really changed my entire business. Um, so I definitely, definitely encourage it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you two things. Cause I know that you did something. I remember you telling me once you're like, Oh, all of a sudden I'm getting like a thousand signups a month or something crazy or a week. I forget what it was. Um, how did you so, drive traffic? Yeah. yeah. Any tips you can share on, but also getting the right so, audience. Cause I think anyone out there that listens to the show is all about service. So you know, how yeah. do they attract okay, the right great. people? Yes, for sure. So definitely I've used Pinterest to help me with this. And a lot of people don't love Pinterest as much as I do, but it's really boosted my email list because um, for any of the service-based businesses listening, you're probably putting content out there, whether it's through a podcast, a blog, whatever it is, what I would do is utilize that. And, you know, you make images that are pin friendly, um, you know, in those blog posts. And then when they get pinned on Pinterest, it just starts circulating. And that's how I get a lot of my email subscribers. They'll find a blog post that I did on Pinterest. They'll hop on over to the blog and then I'll have my pop-up form or my, you know, my inline sign-up form. And a lot of you probably heard people talk about content upgrades. This is a great way to do it. So I always recommend like analyzing your best performing blog post. You can do that through Google Analytics, whatever, you know, some kind of way you need to see, 
which blog posts are drawing in the most traffic and then really focus on those. So you want to optimize those blog posts. You want to have great images and dun, 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 you'll want to have a content upgrade. So maybe your um, blog post is a tutorial on how to do something and you don't want to give it all away, right? You might want to get into like half of it and then say, hey, to, you know, finish this tutorial, why don't you opt into my email list and I will send you the rest of this tutorial in your inbox. Something like that to where they're already engaged with your brand. They're already there. They're interested, but they want more. I've actually not heard that before. Content. I've not never heard that content upgrade. That's, yeah, yeah. That's so it's new a great way to um, just start doing it right away because most people who already have a website already have a blog. So that's a great way to just start working with what you have. Mm-hmm. Now, another way you can do it is just to create a really valuable piece of information that you know you can give out in return for their email address. It could be an ebook, it could be a checklist, some kind of free download. Um. I think you were doing like some chapters from your book. Mm-hmm. It's the whole um, thing these now. These are all really, <laughs> yeah. I'm just giving it <laughs> away. Like, and and you've probably noticed that your numbers have gone up since then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like the more value you can give and offer, the more people want it and are going to sign up. So if it's something that's, you know, mm, it's okay, they could Google it and find it out themselves, they're probably not going to sign up for it. But like if it's something that's really valuable and really in-depth and, and really something that will benefit someone, they're going to sign up on your email list. Mm-hmm. What if somebody's not familiar with Pinterest or how to use it? I think you said earlier you took a course in it. Do you recommend doing that or, you know, because how do you, you know, to know how I to pin do, it? Yeah. Yeah. So I took a course. I, I'll be happy to share it because it's amazing. And she's still doing it years later. Um, it's Melissa Griffin and the course is called Pinfinite Growth. And it really just digs down into how Pinterest works and how it can grow your business and all these things you mentioned, you know, what kind of images to create that for Pinterest to be pinned and how do you repin and and just all these things. And she really does go into the content upgrades and the blogging and all of that. Because like I said, a lot of businesses are already utilizing a blog. So, you know, instead of starting from the ground up, use what you already have and build from that. Yeah. And you mentioned it's a search engine. Um, Speaking of search engines, SEO, search engine optimization, tracking numbers and stuff like that. How important is that? Well, I think it's pretty darn important if you want to, you know, scale or just know how your business is doing. And analytics and search engine optimization, those words tend to be a little scary for Mm -hmm. people who don't understand them or don't hear them often. But it's really just like a numbers game um, with analytics. You know, you just want to log in and be able to see, hey, Who's coming to my website? How many people are visiting a day? What pages are they going to? What pages are they leaving? Like that's called like the exit pages, you know, like what was the last page they were on before they left my website? That can really help you because you can go in and then optimize that page or you can change it up. Um, 
but it just gives you a lot of insights into like how your business is doing online, how much traffic is coming, and not only how much, but where they're coming from. So for me, um, I look at social because I have so much traffic coming from Pinterest. That's a really great Mm -hmm. way to kind of see what's working and what's not. Um, I get a lot of referrals. Just, you know, it's a good way to just kind of have an overall look and see, you know, how are people finding me and what's working and what's not. And you do that through what, Google Analytics or how do you track? Yes, exactly. Google Analytics, Mm -hmm. you can sign up for a free account Mm -hmm. and you'll basically just put like a little tracking code onto your website. Uh, You can add it to any website. It doesn't need to be show it or WordPress, whatever. Um, And basically, it'll start tracking all your visitors. Um, Now, that is different from search engine optimization. Um, So SEO, I'm sure you've all heard it. If you have a website, if you're thinking about it, you're going to hear it more and more. But it's basically just making sure that your website is optimized for search engines um, like Google and all of these different search engines. You just want to make sure that your website looks from Google, from the eyes of Google, you want it to look like your website is happening. Like it's, you know, you've got all this stuff. It's not stale. You're, you're upgrading it. You're adding new things. That's the biggest thing Google wants to see. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you want like keywords and things like that on your different pages. But that's getting a little bit more, you know, in-depth. But just for like an overall SEO thing, I think it's important for people to just know that content is what's going to drive you up on Google. So, you know, say, for instance, you hire a designer, they do this website, it's beautiful, you launch and you forget about it. You're not going to go up in the ranks, in the search engine ranks. Um, You may when you launch because it's great. But if you just let it sit there, Google sees it as like a stagnant website. Uh, it's not doing anything. It's not It's not offering anything to anyone. So the biggest thing is just try to consistently add new content. And that can be through so many different things. Like for you, it's podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone else, it could be blogging. For me, it's through my portfolio, you know, mainly. Mm-hmm. And you could also combine different things. So. That's kind of um, just a quick little overview on SEO. You can go, I mean, we could spend hours talking about it. No, no, it's so technical. Yeah, but just on a really broad, like, scale, just think of it that your website needs to, like, have some action for the search engines to really pick up on it. If it's just been sitting there for two years and you haven't changed a thing, the odds are you're never going to get that number one spot in Google search. (laughs) Okay. This is helpful. And did you ever do any advertising for your business or was Pinterest basically your biggest way of getting free advertising? Um, I tried some ads like when I first started out years ago. And this is like, you may not even remember this, but yeah, you used to buy little sidebar ads on people's blogs. Like that was the extent <laughs> of advertising when I first started out. Um, and they'd be like, you know, $200 for the month or whatever. So I did a few little ads like that back then, um, which I'm not even sure to this day that they really helped, it, you know, anyways. But 
now I know Facebook and Instagram ads and promoted pins on Pinterest. That's kind of like the big thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I don't have any ad campaigns running. It is on my to-do list. <laughs> and I've tried to kind of play around with the Facebook campaigns, but I just feel like it's so over my head and I'm just going to mess it up. <laughs> I'm just asking you, like so, I said, because um, you've been so successful with growing and scaling your company. So we've, we're getting a little beyond websites now, but I was just curious because, um, you know, I think anyone who's out there, like I said, either with a service-based business or a product-based business, they're doing that with a passion to serve and have something they believe in, like whether it is the product or service. And so, um, oftentimes those people sometimes don't know the business side of it, or, you know, the, the right. ways or the technical side, which can hold them back and they may have something really special to put out there. So I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, I want to ask you, Heather, I know you are a successful CEO and you're a mom. You have three kids, I believe. So, you know, any six systems, success habits you've put into place to help you manage running your business for 12 years now and raising three kiddos? Yes. Um, so my biggest like thing is scheduling. So, I mean, everybody has crazy schedules right now, especially with COVID. A lot of people are working from home. A lot of kids are at home. So it's really just been challenging for a lot of us as well as myself. But I have to say, like, even before this, um, just scheduling everything out as much as I can on my calendar has would, you know, that's really like saved me because it just keeps me on track. I use a digital calendar. Actually, I used to do just like the planner on my desk, but I feel like when I started using a digital calendar, it was great because I could like quickly move things around on that calendar. Mm -hmm. So I recommend like, scheduling out everything you want to do for like a week. Like if it doesn't have to be business related, you know, you want to go out to lunch with your friend, you need to work out three times, you know, at the gym, whatever it is, like schedule it into your weekly calendar, because if it's not there, chances are you're either a not going to do it or B you're just going to forget about it. Mm -hmm. So really digging down into all those little like life, things and appointments and just the little random things that we all need to do, um, personal and business, I think it's great to just have it all laid out so you can see what needs to be done and just it, it really helps you stay on track and make progress. I love it. It's like your roadmap for the week. Yes, it is. And, and then like sometimes I try to typically do it on Sundays and then like I've been so busy with these templates the past few weeks, like I haven't done it. And then Monday morning, I'll open up my calendar ready to go and I just freeze. And I'm like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. like, what do I do? Because I'm so used to it all just like really being laid out for me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important. And it just kind of gives you not only like a close up view of what's going on in your business and in your life, but just like in the long term, you know, you're working on all these things and doing all these different like tasks, wearing all the hats, but I feel like getting it all down on a calendar can just help you make progress, even if it's just little by little. Love it. Yeah, we all need that structure. Um, Heather, can you leave the women listening with your three best tips for living a good life? 
Yes, absolutely. So number one is just go for it. Um, I'm like, I love this because I, I work with so many women who just need to hear this. You know, they're like just starting out or they have this great idea and there's something holding them back or they're just not sure it's going to work out. And I just say, listen to your intuition and don't wait any longer. Go, just go for it. Um, you know, so many women say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have waited so long to do this or do that. And, you know, you're never going to know if it works until you try it. So go for it. <laughs> um, number two would be stay inspired and keep learning. Um, I definitely, definitely think it's important to just try to find inspiration in everyday life. And like I mentioned earlier, to keep learning, even if it, you know, you may know everything there is to know about your business or how to do it or what the service or product is, but that doesn't mean that you're great at marketing or you're great at copywriting or whatever the other things are. I just feel like there's always more that you could learn and doing that is really going to help your business in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, reading books, like I mentioned, taking courses, joining groups and communities in your industry um, is just a great way to learn and get inspired. Love it. And then, of course, the third thing is don't take anything for granted. I think we get so wrapped up in like the end goal and all of these things that we're trying to do or accomplish that we forget to just stop and be thankful for what we already have and what we've already done. And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of this myself, but I'm working on it and you just have to take it a day at a time. And especially right now with everything going on, it's like, at first when this all happened, it's like, Oh no, we're all going to be home together. We're going to drive each other crazy. <laughs> but now it's like, as so many people are like, we needed this. Like mm. it's brought our family closer you know, we, we can see what the priorities really are now. And mm -hmm. I think that it all kind of ties back into just don't take what you have for granted. Mm, beautiful way to end. Heather, people want to learn more about you and your work. Where can I send them? I know that you've, you're actually transitioning your work from web design more to just template based. So can you talk about that too? Sure. So, um, you know, I've always, for the past like 12 years or whatever, I've always, my business has been just working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. And I've realized that there's only so many women I can help that way, right? Because I can only, I only have time to design so many websites. So that's kind of where this template thing came in. Um, I could build templates and women who are comfortable, you know, doing it themselves and customizing it can get that same custom look, but at a much cheaper price. Um, and I equip them with all of the tools to kind of help them get there. So that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I have a template launch coming up. It is going to be four different templates for all sorts of women, businesses, um, coaching, bloggers, podcasters, service and product-based businesses, course creators, um, you name your business, there's a template that would work. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And I am offering all of your listeners $50 off of any of those templates um, by using the coupon code GOODLIFE50. Awesome. So basically all, yeah, so all you'll need to do is just click the link from Michelle's show notes and you'll be able to check those out. That's awesome. So that's so nice. So um, now 
I think there's a course that goes along, but only if they purchase by a certain date. Can you explain that? Otherwise, everyone can still get $50 off, right? Yes, you can get the $50 off anytime with the coupon code. But if you purchase one of the templates during the template launch, which is going to be September 1st through the 4th mm-hmm. of this year, um, you will get a lot of extra bonuses with the template. And the main bonus is an e-course that I've built called Show It Off. And it's basically an e-course that's going to take you from beginning to launch, um, from purchasing a template to getting in there and learning how to customize it and adding your brand colors, your fonts, your photos, all of that, um, and then teaching you how to launch with confidence. That's awesome. I think that's so great because for those people who want a beautiful website to have the template makes it so much easier versus going in and spending hours and hours and hours, which is what I did on Squarespace when I built mine. (laughs) But if you enjoy that stuff, then maybe it's it's fun. Yeah. It's great too, because a lot of people just starting out don't have the budget for a custom Mm -hmm. design. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of been the biggest thing that I've heard is just, we want a custom site, but we just don't have the money for Mm -hmm. it yet. So I feel like the template is is a great stepping stone from like where you want to go with your business, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you may end up years from now. And it can serve you for years to come, just like your website serving you. So I hope I hope I've been helpful and that I've given your listeners some encouragement with their websites and just their businesses. Thank you. It's been amazing. Oh, you're so (laughs) awesome. Yeah. No, you're so talented. And I've got a sneak peek at a couple of those templates and they're absolutely stunning. It made me want to (sighs) like think about my site again. I'm like, I can't keep playing. I love mine. I'm going to leave it. But um, they're really beautiful, which which is your trademark for sure, creating beautifully designed sites. So thank you for your time and sharing some tips to help people get started or redo their sites. This has been such a pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to check out the show notes or Heather's beautiful website templates that she's designed, you can head over to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 097. That's thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 097. Now remember to get $50 off, just put in the coupon goodlife50. That's goodlife50. And if you purchase a template before September 4th at midnight, she has a bunch of bonuses that you'll see on her website that she's including. But if you purchase after September 4th, you still can get $50 off. Now, I do want to say that I am an affiliate, but I would never endorse product or a service unless I've personally used it. And you should also know that I self-fund the show. So the small percentage I may make on a template will go right back into creating more free content that I hope continues to benefit you. So thank you as always for tuning in. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.